you'll wait so many weeks to record again, and then when you finally do, it's not with your usual co-host. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I love those 90s references. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and joining me for issue three of Joe Book's Darkwing Duck is my friend Stan. Welcome back, Stan. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Um, it has been a very busy summer, I, I have to admit. I have been busy. Uh, Tiffany has been very busy. Um, as we're recording this right now, she's on vacation. So since she was busy and we've missed a few Mondays, I do apologize. We had to get an episode out. The show must go on. So I asked Stan to cover for Tiffany. So I'm very thankful he's here. Um, how you doing? Not too bad. You know, not too bad at all. Buy anything new with Darkwing Duck recently? Uh, nothing with Darkwing recently, unfortunately. No? No. Nah. Any, anything Disney afternoon? Or taking uh, a break? Haven't gotten anything Disney afternoon lately either, unfortunately. Mostly been getting Star Wars items and other uh, stuff like that. I broke my dry spell recently. I bought that Disney afternoon tumbler from Shop Disney. I saw that. I'm still kind of miffed that Darkwing's only on it once. I know. And it's like, Webby's there twice. And it's just like, why is he only there once? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it's still a really cool cup. A little too nice for me to want to use, though. It's, it's, I feel like the the design would probably rub off if I washed it too much. So I'm just displaying it. Yeah. But it's cool. It's it, the art is really nice. And Gizmoduck is on it. I had to get it. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And honestly, speaking of merchandise, I guess we should mention the big Darkwing Duck news that um, was this mentioned at Comic-Con or was it just happened to be like at the same time? I think it was mentioned at san diego comic-con all right so what was the big news that we are getting brand new darkwing duck comics from the company dynamite right uh brand new comics plus reprints correct yep it looks like they will probably be reprinting the darkly dawn seduct for part or first but again <laughs> yeah again this will be like the fourth or fifth time i've owned it but i am gonna buy it because the more that we buy the first volume the more they'll say hey let's reprint other darkwing stuff that maybe we haven't had that's true i hope um in their reprinting they hit some disney adventures and marvel stuff that hasn't been, been reprinted yet yeah that's my big hope like maybe a big trade paperback full of all the disney adventures ones because i bet they could get every Darkwing Disney adventure story in one trade paperback. I don't know how exactly this coincides with what Fantagraphics is doing. Um, I know volumes two and three of those books are still coming out next year. So I don't know like how this is going to occupy the same space, you know, like, yeah. what that means in terms of licensing. Yeah. I'm not As sure. As long as nobody reprints Let's Get Fiscal and Turnabout is Foul Play again. Yeah. I'd be good if I didn't have to see those comics anymore. Now, we should mention for the brand new Darkwing stories, they have not announced an artist or a writer yet. 
Yeah. Um, Sparrow and Silvani said they had not been notified. But sometimes people sign non-disclosures and can't say things. Yeah. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's totally new. We don't have any idea past the fact that they're actually doing this. They're also doing gargoyles with Greg Wiseman's um, involvement, which damn well better. Yeah, and they will also be getting the reprint treatment for gargoyles as well. Which I think is a good thing, because I've heard some of those Gargoyles comics are kind of pricey. Yeah, and Gargoyles has a pretty rabid fan base. I would say maybe even more so than Darkwing. Yeah. And um, I don't know anything really about Dynamite Comics. Um, When I hear them brought up in fan circles outside of Darkwing, I unfortunately don't hear positive things. So right now I just got to keep my fingers crossed that they do a good job with this stuff. So I hope so. Nothing comes out till next year. So we have some time. Yeah. Anything else going on with Darkwing? I know um, the uh, Diamond Select figure, the prototype was shown off again. It's just a computer rendering, but the design looks pretty good. Oh yeah. The design looks spot on. Removable hat and all. As long as it looks as good, if not better, than the Funko action figure, I'm in. I thought the Funko figure looked amazing. Well, that's I, it. As long I, as it looks as good or better, I'm yeah. fine. As long as he can hold his gas gun, I'll be really happy. And uh, we know that Beast Kingdom's doing some Rescue Ranger stuff. Uh, Neck yeah, has got I, the gargoyle license. I'm so, going to say right now, I am actually excited about that ranger plane they're making for the Rescue Rangers line. That looks cool. I mean, I, 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 if I didn't buy the Beast Kingdom, Darkwing, and Negaduck, I'm not touching the Rescue Rangers. But fans of that show should be pretty happy. Well, one nice thing about it is I think they'll be one-to-one scale. That's true. That is ab- This is one toy line where you can do the characters exactly the size they should be. That's At least true. the main characters. I mean, probably not some of the villains. Well, no, if they even get that far. Yeah, because yeah. I can't imagine them making a one-to-one scale Professor Numnal. Oh, jeez. You'd have to <laughs> cosplay as him. <laughs> Um, but anyway, let's get into the comic. Uh, we're going to keep these shorter than normal, especially because we don't have Tiffany here to do our mini reviews. So we'll, we're going to be skipping those tonight. Um, so we've got um, issue three of Boom's Darkwing Duck, which is um, orange is the uh, new per- Joe book. Joe, did I say Boom's? Yeah. Yeah, think by now I'd know better, but it's been a few weeks. Um, so yeah, issue three of Joe Book's Darkwing Duck, uh, part three of Orange is the New Purple, um, which this one came out July of 2016. And before we dive into the story, stand, tell us what the cover of this issue looks like. So the cover is Darkwing hanging suspended on a rope, looking very worried at a gaggle of villains underneath waiting to tear him limb from limb. I dare you to name all of them. I can probably name most of them. It looks like we have a Cement Head, uh, Ammonia Pine, Catankerous, Liquidator, uh, One Shot, uh, Jambalaya Jake, Megavolt, Chrono Duck, 
I think I see Bushroot's hair, Isis Vanderchill, Quackerjack, even though he's not in this story, Custer Nini, Moliarty. I see Negaduck. Uh, I see a couple Beagle Boys, Mr. Banana Brain, uh, Muck Duck. Ample Grime? I thought I don't see her. Right behind Darkwing's cape. The bowl is on her head. Oh, okay. You got Steelbeak and Suffrage. All right, I didn't see them. I think the purple hair under Darkwing's feet is Camille Chameleon, because Bushroot's off to the left. Yeah, I see that now. And anybody, I see Isis right by Darkwing's tail. Yeah, I did mention her. Oh, okay. So I think that's everybody. I think one of the oh, largest groups... Splatter Phoenix, I think, too. I see someone holding a paintbrush. Gotta be Splatter Phoenix. She's got the glove on her, the fingerless glove on, too. So, yeah, that's everybody. Nice. nice. That would be really cool as a poster. <laughs> it would be. Um, okay, so we start the same way we start issue two with commentary by Dip by Chip Dipson, not Dip Dobson, Chip Dipson and Derf Derfson again. You know how much I love those guys. Yeah. Once again, they're really trying to make Derf Derfson a thing. Yeah, I just wish they'd bring Tom Lockjaw back. See, you and me both. I I hear Tom Lockjaw's voice when I when I when I hear Chip Dipson in my head because he's basically Tom Lockjaw. Yeah. Um, again, Durf Durfson's kind of funny the way he mangles Launchpad's name. Yeah. But I don't think any of them here are as funny as Leg Cramp McCracken. <laughs> uh, he calls him, uh, Lynchpin McCloskey and Lectern McCoddle. Okay. Again, not as funny as Leg Cramp McCracken. But, um, see, Launchpad's trying to break into the, uh, the prison he's got a honker with him but of course you can't break in or out of it so his attempts are complete failures yep and launchpad's getting pretty mad that durf is getting his name wrong over and over again so that's as much as we're going to see launchpad really for most of this uh yeah. the rest of the action takes place in the prison so we're going to see durf durfs in a little bit more later um so we pick up with Darkwing where we left him last issue at the mercy of suffrage. Only her name is not Suff Suffrage. I guess it's Suffrage the whole time. Yeah. Um, Suffrage. That is a pretty bad name. He's not kidding. What's her <laughs> name? What is her name now? She's actually changed her name. She is now called Mistress That's even worse. Um, but they lampshade it, so I guess that's fine. Um, I still think she's Morgana. That's my belief. But, um, she's a master of time and space, which I thought was Chronoduck's thing, but I guess she can do that now, too. Apparently. Because <clears throat> she has him tied to, like, a, a sacrifice altar about to be eaten by a T-Rex. Very, oh. very King Kong, only a T-Rex instead of a monkey. I think it's just her illusions. 
Yeah, basically. She claims this is she's a master of time and space. But, yeah, I think it's just all illusions. Uh, there is a Haunted Mansion spoof. They have um, Miss Mysterious or Constance, in a crystal ball like Madame Leota. And there are um, instruments flying through the air, just like that attraction. And then she puts, to, and then her next scene, there she's a pirate, and Darkwing's walking the plank. Yeah. So what happens in this next scene? Well, after she uh, she threatens to send Darkwing down to Davy Jones's locker, but somebody freezes her and her uh, gang of rogues and saves I Darkwing. Yes, I do like some of the wordplay here. Uh, Constance says, would you rather be kissed or keelhauled? Your choice, darling. And Darkwing says, uh, I never kissed on the first keelhauling. Yeah. I, li- I like the play on words here. Yeah, but before she's ready to, like, skewer him, yeah, she is frozen by none other than Isis Vanderchill. Not my favorite villain, but this is actually a pretty decent use of her, I think. She's still better than Ample Grind. Um, I'll I will I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in agreement. Um, in All's Fahrenheit in Love and War, Darkwing says, "Why do the weird ones always fall for me?" He says it again here. He says, "I'm paraphrasing myself," which is really not. He's just repeating himself. Uh, but why do I always attract the weird ones? And a great Sun Woo face on Darkwing recalls that episode very well. Yeah. And before he's able to shoot her with the gas gun, she freezes it. And then we get a very, very obvious Disney reference here. Uh, because before, what? Before we go into that, there's a line that Constance says that might give you some more credence towards your uh, Morgana theory. What is that? She says, stay away from my man, you flash frozen floozy. She has a huge crush on Darkwing. And it's never explained why Constance has a crush on Darkwing. As I mentioned when I was talking to Tiffany about this, it see, I still think Morgana, when she poofed herself fighting Duckthulu, she lost her memory but retained her love of Darkwing. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. That's why she has a crush on him. That's why she calls him dark. And of course, she looks like Borgana with her hair down and with glasses on. I mean, she looks just like her. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he's fighting Isis. And what's this really obvious Disney reference that comes up here? Isn't it a Frozen reference? Yeah. Well, who does she make herself look like? I think Elsa. Yeah, it's definitely Elsa. She says, much more contemporary, don't you agree, hon? And Darkin goes, a new dress out of ice. And she says, oh, trust me, it's a thing now. I think it's a little played out because, yeah, haha, Frozen. Everybody knows Frozen. But yeah. you know what? A villain who is an ice queen, in 2016, your first thought's going to be Elsa. Yeah. So I don't blame them for the reference. I really don't. I chuckled the first time I saw it. Well, How it does... Like... Sorry. Go ahead. No, didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, after uh, 
worming his way out of her grip, it looks like Darkwing gives his best uh, Mr. Freeze impression. <laughs> what does he do? It was ice seeing you again. Yes. Yes. Nice pun, Darkwing. Because uh, he tricks her into kissing a pipe. Yeah. And he puts his uh, cape and hat on. And her her beak freezes to it. And we get another yep, yep, yep. Which is great. I love that it's here. And he leaves her stuck that way. And like you said, yes, I see you again. Very, very Mr. Freeze. Very Schwarzenegger. So we leave Darkwing for a moment. And there is utter chaos in the science lab. What the heck is happening here, Stan? Goslin is having an all-out brawl against Bushroot and Dr. Fossil. Two great scientists that do great science together. <laughs> um, chaos is reigning. Like, as only Goslin can cause it, she's got her hockey stick, and she's pulling on Bushroot's hair, slap-shotting the equipment all over the lab. Like, it's chaos, and I love it. Yeah. And Bushroot goes, what has science done? Because they're doing experiments. Can you explain what the experiments are? They're making these, like, leafy dinosaur creatures? Well, I guess it's what Fossil does best, combined with what Bushroot does best, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, she's smacking the crap out of them with her hockey stick. And Bushroot says, you know, it's a good thing these little dinosaurs, um, we only gave them a small drop of water to keep them little. And then what does Gaz do? Turns on the fire hose. The fire hose. And they turn into really cool-looking giant plant tyrannosauruses. Yeah. And that is really cool. And Bushroot repeats his uh, previous... Quote, but in a much more meek, what has science done? Yeah, it's 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 cool to see Bushroot in this light because I don't think they really did him justice with Boom, and they barely used him. But here, yeah. this is just Bushroot the science nerd, Bushroot the wimp, and it works really good. I think he's I think they're finally giving Bushroot like his due. And it's nice to see Dr. Fossil, I'll admit that, too. Yeah. What do you think of that character? I kind of liked him. Like, he was voiced by Donatello, so... Yeah, Barry Gordon. Gor Barry Gordon, sorry. Barry Gordon himself was Dr. Fossil. And I can hear that Donatello voice as yeah. I read this. Yeah. Um, I think he was one of the better parts of that episode. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. I, I wouldn't have minded seeing him again. I don't know what they would have done with him if they had brought him back. But it's nice to see him here. Although, I don't know how he wears clothes when he also has wings. Yeah, I'm not really sure on that either. Like, even his lab coat in the episode, where do the sleeves go if he has wings? Like, I'm guessing that he probably has to fold the the part of his wings that stretch out to get his arms through him. Oh, I kind of see in one shot where, where he crashes into bush root, the wings go into the sleeves, but that wasn't how it looked in the episode. But now I'm just getting super nitpicky. All right. So that was a fun scene. So now we switch over to Darkwing yet again. 
who is Darkwing fighting? He's fighting one shot. They're getting a lot of mileage out of one shot, aren't they? Yep. Um, he's all right. Um, thoughts on one shot? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this guy. Never was a big fan of him. You know, like he's not a terrible villain, but he's certainly not one of the greats. No, not at all. And his shtick is, you know, at this point is kind of played out. Only throwing yeah. the same, only throwing the same thing once. Especially um, since I'm going to take a guess that the things he's throwing at Darkwing in here, he's probably thrown them before. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he throws a spoon at Darkwing and, you know, skewers his cape. I'm sure he's thrown a spoon before and a spatula. Um, so I love the timing of Goslin just bursting in there and goes, rain delay. Very much like the show. Like, she would have burst into a room and screamed something like that on the show. And I do like his exclamation of, foul, foul! Yep, because she hits him with the the fire hose again. Um, okay, so massive 90s reference here. Um, so, one shot gets ready to throw another spoon, realizes he can only throw the same thing t- once and starts digging through the spoons, and he goes, oh, come on, I need a knife, but all I have are these useless spoons. The Darkwing punches him in the face and says, isn't it ironic? And, okay, 90s babies out there, what song is that referencing? I will answer it because you guys obviously can't answer me back. That is Alanis Morissette's Ironic, one of her most popular songs. Everything she sings in that song is supposed to be ironic, even though they're not. And one of the lines in the song is, it's like 10,000 spoons when all I need is a knife. And that is not irony. That's just an unfortunate circumstance. And Goslin calls out the quip as being dated, and Darkwing says, well, what can I say? I have a lot of nostalgia for the 90s. And Don't Goslin we all, says, Darkwing. Don't we all? Yeah, absolutely. Now more than ever. Goslin says, you do realize that's not really irony, right? And Darkwing goes, quiet, you. Because you can't you can't mention Morissette's song now these days without people saying that's not ironic because nothing in that song is like maybe one or two examples are ironic, but the ten thousand spoons thing certainly isn't. Right. So Darkwing and Goslin leave the cafeteria where they've strung up one shot. And this is uh, my daughter Helena's favorite part of this comic. In fact, the the copy I'm reading is, actually belongs to her. Bushroot walks past them. Clearly, he's been eaten. You see his legs and lower lower body walk by with a tiny, tiny head growing at the top of it. And he says, don't mind me, just walking it off in very, very tiny font. And... That's cute, because we know Bushroot can regenerate from any injury. Oh, yeah. It's it's really, really cute. Um, so just as Darkwing says, at least the worst is behind us. Stan, what happens? Liquidator comes through the hose. I'm sure Tiffany loves this part, because once again, his dialogue is so on point. Yeah. Are your, are your eyes tired, red, irritated? Nothing soothes and relieves sweeter, better than sweet, sweet revenge. And once I deliver you to Negaduck, 
even the finest detergent won't be able to get the red out. That's yeah. so amazing. We should mention the folks. He's still made of soap at the moment. It's it's in his eyes. It is, it his, is eyes. his eyes. His eyes are like bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he captures Darkwing and throws him to Negaduck. We don't see what happened to Goslin. And so Negaduck tells um, Liquidator to go get changed, go get cleaned up. Sorry, he doesn't wear clothes. Um, so Darkwing jumps at Negaduck and <laughs> who pounds him into the ground? Cement Head. I like Cement Head. What do you think of Cement Head? Uh, he was okay. I don't really remember his episode all that much. Yeah, the episode wasn't good, but he was still a fun villain. Yeah. He was a fun villain. I ever tell you that? Um, so yeah, Darkwing <laughs> smashed into the ground. I love what Darkwing says here. Where's Gosselin? If you harmed one hair on her head, so help me, I'll be Smash. a nice bro rug, apparently. Yeah, I love it. He's so much more of a cartoon than he was with Boom. I love yeah. how they're not afraid to smash him up. Like, really, really fun. So, ne Negaduck has created the rail gun, which he has, like, which I guess is some of the smartest villains helping him. You got Moliarty, um, Hotshot, which maybe he's, maybe not, I guess, because I didn't think Hotshot was very smart. Yeah. And then you got Hammerhead uh, welding it, and you got Negaduck uh, wired up to it. You mean Megavolt? Megavolt, thank you, thank you. Again, it's been a <laughs> while, I'm rusty. Uh, Megavolt's wired up to it. And so we getting... should mention that uh, certain little kitty cats there are helping as well. Yes, because Mortimer wants to be bad. Yep. And Negaduck wants to use the railgun to blow a hole in the penitentiary so they can all escape. We do I'm see. I'm not entirely sure that'll work. I mean, Launchpad threw all the dynamite he could at it, so. That's true, but we'll see what happens, huh? Yep. We do see Wolf Duck walk by in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, they got some use out of him, along with Jambalaya Jake. So, Negaduck asks for Goslin, and Gumbo shows up carrying her. I. I I think I mentioned this last time we saw Gumbo. I think it was with Tiffany. But I don't know why they keep drawing Gumbo to look like TikTok Croc. Yeah. That's not what Gumbo looks like. Like, Gumbo would walk in on his hind legs carrying her in his hands. Or Gumbo would be in a corner somewhere eating a brownie with a knife and fork. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jambalaya Jake is there, too. He doesn't talk or anything. So Negaduck is trying to talk Goslin into being his sidekick. It's the only dialogue I'm not thrilled with because he makes references to thinking about the future, about what you've lost, and who's going to be left to carry on your life's work. I feel like it's a little too existential and deep for Negaduck. You know what it kind of reminds me of his dialogue here? It sounds to me more like something Dark Warrior would say. Yeah, and it also like, reminds me of the things he was saying in um, Crisis on Infinite Darkwing about something he lost. Yeah. I'm still wondering if they're playing around with the idea that he lost access to the Negaverse and can't get back there. But that's a stretch. Right. So as he's talking to Goslin, he does have a very... Uh, one of those lines that feels very much like it came out of the show. 
He says to her, admit it. You've always been sort of a bad egg. Rule breaker, bedtime violator. Like, that's just... Like, well, that, Dark that Warrior very, says something similar, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he says in Time and Punishment, isn't it? Give or take. More, more or less, you were always a bad egg right from the start. Never cleaned your bedroom. Never did the dishes. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. And then Goslin kicks him right in the face. Yep. And then Goslin makes a mention of him getting scrambled in the particles, which is something the comic has never explained. And even Megavolt questions it. Yeah. Like, how did you get back from that? And then Mortimer questions why he can't be his sidekick. And then Negaduck just goes, everybody shut up. <laughs> Love it. So he has Darkwing and Goslin tied up. And he has Mortimer push the button to raise them up into the air. Before yeah. he does that, he scratches at Darkwing's chest. Yeah. So, of course, remember that that comes into play in a moment. And I will mention that they're strung up very similar to how Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit were strung up in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, only Roger and Jessica weren't strung up in, in front of a giant, um, a giant target. Um, but I is it thought same? there was a target behind them. Wasn't no, there? I think it was just the brick wall. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's the same deal. I mean, Judge Doom was pointing the um, the dip at them, and here Negaduck is pointing the railgun at them. It's yeah. it's the same idea. Um, Goslin apologizes because she thought Mortimer was a good kid. So Darkwing is like, you know, after all, he did cut through my ropes. So we see that he actually slashed at Darkwing in order to loosen the ropes. Yeah. Darkwing says, let's get dangerous. Hits Megavolt with a boxing glove on his gas gun. And it fires the railgun, which does blow a hole in the penitentiary. Huh, so I guess they did find something to break it. And Launchpad thinks that's Darkwing's signal flare. This calls back the very first DuckTales story arc. When... Launchpad's trying to get his plane started when they're in the Valley of the Golden Sun yeah. and doesn't see their signal flare because he's underwater fighting a snake. At the end of the episode, a giant geyser of gold shoots up in the air. Launchpad, <laughs> Launchpad sees it, and he thinks that Scrooge is let rescue flare. The same way he does here. That's a pretty good callback. Launchpad wouldn't see the actual signal, but he would see something unrelated and think that's the signal to save everybody. I don't know if it's intentional, but if it was, that's like Launchpad full circle, man. Yeah. It also is kind of a cool thing I noticed with you saying that. Launchpad's a bit like DW, too, like that, where DW will find a small crumb but won't notice an enormous flag. The two of them are very similar, even though Darkwing wouldn't admit it. In yeah. terms of... How, how aware they are of their surroundings. The two of them are pretty similar. So they can't fire the railgun a second time because Me Megavolt has to recharge and he's been knocked out briefly. Yep. Wolf Duck gets a line. He's so tiny in the drawing, but he actually asks, how are we going to all get out of here? I wonder what his voice is supposed to sound like. I'm not sure. I imagine probably like 
gruff and growly sounding in his wolf form. And I imagine in his normal form without being transformed, probably like a Poindexter nerd type. I would I would like love it if in his wolf if he was on the show if his wolf form sounded like Taz they would because they, they had Jim yeah so um, Negaduck asked Liquidator to raise the tide which kind of out of character he does by hitting the water main with an axe which surprised me because you'd think being able to control water he would have just used the water to burst the pipes. Yeah. I know it's really pedantic of me. It's very nitpicky. At least but... he still has uh, accurate dialogue. Oh, yeah. And he, he even has a trademark insignia next to his name when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> Liquidator Brand Evil, Plan Insurance, your greatest liquid asset in these troubling times. Very cool. So the Penitentiary starts to flood, and we see lots of villains like holding on to things so they can float in the water. Um, we see Lilliput, we see Ammonia Pine, we see Hammerhead, uh, we grime. see Ample Grime, we see uh, we see Animatronic, a yep. few Beagle Boys, Bushroot uh, and Megavolt. Look in the first panel of this page. There's a eagle-looking character next to Negaduck. Who do you think that is? He looks vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure where I've seen him before. Man, I feel like of all people, I should know this, but I just, I can't. Either way, the water is rising, so Darkwing uses the gas gun to save himself, Goslin, and Mortimer. Yep. And just as they get out of get out of the water, Isis shows up and grabs Darkwing. Yep. And she goes, don't leave me, Darkwing. You're the only thing that can warm my icy heart. And he goes, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Isis, but you really need to chill. And he, like, swings her over his shoulder right into the water. Yeah. And which has the consequence of doing what? Freezing everybody in ice. Uh, we see... Um, more villains again. I mean, a few of them we see Hotshot. Why don't we see Fly Girl? I'm not we, sure. We don't see her at all. We see Hoof and Mouth. We see both of them. Uh, Animatronic again. And the Beagle Boy. Um, and Negaduck 2, he goes, ah, nuts. Yeah. And somehow Camille Chame Chameleon got back to normal. She isn't like a little pile of sludge anymore. Yeah. And okay, so we see launch. We see the thunder quack at the top of the panel. Obviously, all the characters are rescued, the good guys at least. Yeah. Um, Warden Dullard stages another press conference to explain that even though, you know, there was a hole blown into the penitentiary, it was not a breakout. It was a break in. So his claims the penitentiary is escape proof is still uncontested. This guy's a moron. Yeah, especially since we see in the very next panel, someone is not in their cell anymore. No, Fluffy is long gone. And yep. answering my question as to why he doesn't have a lisp anymore, there's a book saying speech therapy in his cell. Yep. He also doesn't notice that Negaduck is walking around the crowd and nobody notices he's, that he's there. Yeah, getting coffee, no less. 
Yep, just very casually. Again, very Darkwing Duck. So Megavolt notices. Yeah, he goes, I don't get it. Why are you still here? So Ed Negaduck explains his um, his long-term plan is to play the long game because every mastermind needs a secret base. And his final line is, and as for what comes next, I can't think of a better place to be. Sadly, we never find out what his long game actually is, because even though he gets a cameo in issue eight, I believe, we never really do see him again. Right. That's a shame. I need to know what his long game was. Yeah, but we have a reappearance of your favorite character from the arc. Who, again, calls Launchpad the wrong name one last time. He calls him Lard Paste Mc... Go ahead. Lard Paste McQuado. And what does he call Darkwing? Driftwood Donkey. (laughs) His final line is really good. For whatever channel it is I work for, this is Derp Derpson signing, and then Darkwing shuts. And then, yeah, Darkwing is the one who shuts it off. It's Drake. Yeah. Um, They are home. TV. I noticed a flat screen. Oh, it seems so weird when you watch an old show like Darkwing using modern technology. It's like when The Simpsons use smartphones. It just, it doesn't work for me. Right. I want Darkwing Duck to be trapped in 1991. Just as much as I want Beavis and Butthead to be trapped in 1997, but they rebooted it, and now it's like, now it takes place now. Yeah. Um, Have you caught any of the new Beavis and Butthead, or were you not really a fan? I have not caught any of it yet, but I was a fan of the old, and I'll check the new out at some point. In a new episode, they go to an escape room. As a fan of escape rooms, I'm looking forward to seeing that episode. Um, anyway, Launchpad's still mad that Durf wasn't getting his name right. Darkwing admits, you know, you get used to it. And then, in dialogue that's very, very similar to how almost every Darkwing Duck episode wraps up, Honker's like, at least everyone got out okay. And Goslin's like, and it turned out that Mortimer isn't a villain at heart after all. It's like the way all these Disney shows wrap up. And it turns out this didn't happen after all, you know? Yeah. It has a very 90s Disney afternoon feel to the uh, dialogue. And it's like, I can even hear like the Darkwing Duck end music, like as the show's wrapping up, like even in my head. But we do get a curveball. How does the story actually end? So we see Mortimer walking down the sidewalk with his backpack, which looks to be a little oversized. And it turns out he's uh, carrying somebody. I wonder who it is. I see whiskers poking out of the backpack. Yeah. And uh, just as Drake is saying that he wagers Mortimer is going to steer clear of such things, he's referring to villainy, from now on. What Mortimer and Fluffy will be doing, we get a hint a few issues from now, but once again, we never find out. That's just the, what comes with the territory when a comic is canceled after, after eight issues. Yeah. What a shame. But we do have to wrap up. We want this one in short. Um, Stan, quickly, give us a guest caster rating for this one. I would give this one a solid uh, four. Okay. Um, I actually would do the exact same thing. Any particular thoughts on your end on that one? I think it wrapped up just about everything we need to see from the prison arc. We got to see the villains shine. You know, it 
it didn't seem like for all the ones they showed, each one got to do something. Yeah. You know, I love the fact that in this whole, not just this arc, but the whole comic, they're writing Darkwing and the other characters correctly. You're hearing Darkwing use his trademark things like, yep, 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 or suck gas. You know, your liquidator's talking in brand speak. Even Negaduck's finally sounding like Negaduck. I can hear Cummings doing that voice. I couldn't at Boom. So yeah, I would give this a four as well. Same reasons. And the entire thing, I would give a solid five out of all the Darkwing stories we've gotten from this and Boom. I think this is the most solid. There's nothing wrong with it. There's tons and tons of villains. The dialogue is totally perfect. This would work as like a mini movie of the show. Like if they just adapted this and made like a special on Disney Plus... I would totally be satisfied with it. Yeah. Like if they said, hey, is a Darkwing movie coming to Disney Plus? And they adapted these three issues into a movie and gave us all these villains, I'd be like, fine, I'm happy. That, yeah, that makes me awesome. that makes me happy. Only thing is we have no Quacker Jack or Steelbeak. True. Um Quacker Jack was the bigger loss. But um anyway, that brings us to the end of this one. Next week we have issue four which standalone story with a brand new villain. I'm looking forward to this one because I really like this issue. Um, Hopefully Tiffany will be back if she is busy or can't make it. um, Maybe we'll have Stan on again. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, I'm playing everything by ear these days as summer wraps up. Life has been crazy. But until then, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I will make this short by saying if you listen to our podcast on any app, we are on it. Simple as that. Um, I suggest Spotify. That's how I listen. But, you know, you can also listen on YouTube if you feel like it. If you do that, though, subscribe, leave feedback, or anywhere you listen. But we're yeah. everywhere. Um, Stan, is there anywhere, anything you want to plug, or how can people find you? Well, I am on uh, Facebook, and I also have two YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. And you, know, you do, like, reactions and reviews on those, I do right? reactions, reviews, uh, video game playthroughs. You know, cool. I have a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, you enjoy what you do, and it's always nice to see. Um, so, until then, um, until next week, which I, I promise we'll have something up next week, where I want to try not to miss any more weeks until we finish Joe Books. Um, knock on wood. Um, Until then, everybody have a wonderful day or a wonderful night, depending on, you know, when you're listening. If you're like me, you might be listening on your commute, so drive safe. And until next time, everybody, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Don't let your eyes be soap. Ah, (laughs) good night, everyone.